Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. A couple of quick announcements and we'll get right into today's topic. So um, first off, easy one is uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes last week. Had a great um, had a great birthday with my family. Got to meet my new grandson. Just had a really good weekend. I appreciate the DMs and the notes. Um, encouraged me. And as I've uh, laughed about, uh, 54 is the new 27. I never thought I'd be this way and never thought I'd be in a place like this. Uh, but uh, I'm very, very thankful and very, very blessed, man. So I thank you for everybody and appreciate all the notes. So next one, we have kind of a mixed day. I don't know. We've never done those in the roundtable, but uh, you still do them on 43 feet. So we're just going to get this information out. Um, so when you travel this summer, First off, join the nation Slack. And if you're traveling this summer, the one thing we want you to do is join the Downrange channel. And uh, when you're on that channel, you can uh, you can type at, and then whatever city you're going to, it'll bring up a list of names. And um, what will happen then is you can hit those guys up, figure out where the workouts are, you know are at. Um, best place to do it though is on the nation Slack, on the Downrange channel. And then um, if you're on the nation Slack, go ahead and edit your name. Uh, and add your city. You'll see a bunch of us just have a bracket um, behind our name, unless it'll say C-SPAN, and then mine has a bunch of cities because I've been moving around. But normally it would say, you know, double D in brackets. It would say Fort Mill, you know, uh, or the Ford or something like that. Uh, so that way people know he's from Fort Mill, South Carolina. So do that. It's the best way to get um, in touch with uh, guys when you're traveling. And um, it just makes us better when, when guys are traveling you know, we'd really like it if guys are willing uh, or comfortable to go to a different city, uh, volunteer to take a queue or half a queue, so that way you guys can um, cross-pollinate queue ideas and exercises everything like that. really works out well. So that leads us to today's topic, and it's a complicated one. This is a, a show from about five or six years ago, and um, complicated, it's a complicated topic, but it's one that we need to uh, discuss with everybody and understand it. Um, understand for all the regions that, because uh, this was recorded when, uh, I want to say Metro, Fort Mill, Lake Norman, everybody was about, South Charlotte was all about five or six years old. And so one of the things we were talking about is we need a variety of guys. And OBT, um, it's called tent pole, tent pole Leadership, and OBT does a really good job of kind of explaining the four quadrants um, of guys. And he basically does a four blocker for your corporate guys and, to, and walks you through how a good mix of guys will help your AO get better. And so this is one, kind of sit back, take some notes on this one, especially if you're in leadership for a region, um, and understand because you will quickly start adding names into those four blocks of guys who fall into this category. Um, and what we will want to do is get the leaders closer to that center post, right, and we want to apply equal tension across all the four ropes or the four quadrants. Um, and we just don't want the tent to topple over. And as you travel around and you start meeting different guys, you will see reasons that allow the tent to topple over. And it takes a while to rebuild after that, but we will rebuild. It just, um, it's just a, it's a lot of work, and it doesn't need to happen as long as you keep balancing the schedule and balancing the mix of guys. So everybody should welcome when we say we're open to all men. Uh, we really mean it. And so this is a good call. It's about five or six years old. You'll hear some voices on there, a couple of guys you've probably heard before, but uh, OBT does a really nice job of outlining this um, this topic. So take a listen and um, you know, send me a note. Tell me what you think.
Have a uh, have a great weekend. Here we go. There we go. All right. All right. All right. Oh, you want me to do an intro, or you got it? No, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks, okay. Steve, man. All right. You got it from here. You got um, it. Guys, it's uh, this is OBT. I appreciate y'all uh, y'all taking the time. I, I'm stepping in for Dredd, who is uh, I think mediating uh, a, some sort of legal dispute. So um, we will uh, we'll let him do that. And uh, what C-SPAN has asked me to talk about today is a, um, a typology for understanding F3 that I came up with a couple years ago. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna walk you through it, um, and and I'm gonna let you kind of figure it out how it works within your own region. Um, but this the what I'm gonna describe kind of leads to some conclusions about how we lead within F3 and how we try to uh, uh, to bring men in and 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 keep them uh, within F3. So. Um, and we call this tentpole leadership. Um, so hopefully, uh, and it'll become fairly obvious as I walk you through this, uh, why we do it this way or, or why it's called that. Um, so uh, what, I, what I would say, and I, I, I tweeted this out, if, but I'll give you a moment. Um, if, if you've got a piece of paper handy, just a blank sheet of paper, um, uh, turn that over and, and turn it on its side so it's in you know, kind of landscape format. Um, and, and take a pen, and what I want you to do with that is draw a vertical line um, in, in the center of the, uh, the sheet of paper. So you've got, um, you've got a vertical line, and then draw a horizontal line also in the, in the center of the paper. So you've basically got two axes, um, you know, what, what would normally be the x-axis uh, horizontally and, and the y-axis uh, moving vertically, and they should meet at the center of the piece of paper. So you've just just created yourself a nice floor blocker. For those of you who uh, work in any kind of corporate environment, you've probably seen one of the, a floor blocker slide in a uh, in a PowerPoint presentation at some point. Um, this is going to be a depiction of um, various subgroups within any mature F3 region. Okay, um, and uh, what I will say about that is. I'll sort of preface this by saying, you know, when we started F3, we didn't really know what we were getting into. Um, and about three years in, we started seeing some dynamics uh, within the Charlotte Metro packs um, that had us kind of scratching our heads and trying to understand um, what was going on socially within the dynamic. And what I, I came to recognize was that, um, and, and some of you may laugh at this a little bit, but the the reality is that within any group in society and any any culture within society, people will inevitably divide themselves into subcultures within that that group or culture. Um, so any of you who spend any time in churches know that uh, you know churches divide on along various lines and cleavages, and you have subgroups within the church. Um, and you know political parties, uh, any other entity, and and we saw this start to happen within F3, and this became the the typology that I'm about to describe. You became my way of understanding how guys were separating themselves within F3, and in turn, what we need to do to lead uh, from from the center. So. Um, so what I want you to do with, with those two axes that you've drawn is that vertical axis at the bottom, I want you to write soft, S-O-F-T. 
And at the top of that vertical axis, I want you to write hard, H-A-R-D, okay? And on that horizontal axis, on that x-axis, on the left on the left end of it, I want you to write, write pack animal. And on the right end, I want you to write lone wolf, okay? So what what we're describing here are what I view as the two main kind of cleavages within F3, guys. And that vertical axis, that soft to hard axis, describes the intensity with which guys approach the workout, the, the physical activity, from soft to hard. And, and, um, and then that x-axis, that pack animal to lone wolf, would describe guys' social orientation. Are they pack animals or are they lone wolves? Okay? Um, and what I, I will pause here and say that, first of all, anybody who sets the alarm at 445 and gets up and posts to a, a 5 or 5.15 a.m. workout is inherently not soft. So all of these scales are relative within F3, okay? And then anybody who is willing to show up for a group workout um, and not go ride their bike or their um, or, or go run by themselves is inherently inherently has some sort of pack orientation, right? But what we're talking about is relative scales within the group of F3, okay? So let's look at that upper right quadrant. All right, and that is where you have – that's where if you were going to write the names of people, and I, I want you to do this for, for your own region, think about it. Who are the guys who are most intense, you know, the highest level of intensity about the workouts? They go the hardest, and they're also a little bit of a lone wolf. And within Metro, we call these guys bat flippers, okay? And their motto is basically, if you can't keep up, screw you. Okay, so these are guys, think about within your region, you probably got one of these guys who his, his philosophy is go out as hard as possible every workout, every day, put the smoke boots on, and, you know, run, if you run the risk of leaving guys behind, you know, tough cookies. That's, uh, that's on them. Um, they're gonna go out and they're gonna, um, set the pace and they're gonna push hard. And so we, we started calling, we used to call them incognitions because they can be kind of bullies. Um, they tend to be a little bit prickly personality wise. Um, and, uh, they're, uh, they're, you know, th those are the bat flippers. We, we used to call them incognitions because of the, uh, the bullying thing in the NFL a couple of years ago. Then Jose Bautista came along and flipped his bat in the league championship series one year. So we started calling them bat flippers. Um, and usually they're in amazing shape and they're some of the best athletes in F3. Okay. So maybe think about that within your region. Who would those guys be? Maybe write down a couple names. All right. So let's move over to the upper left quadrant, okay? These guys go hard, but they have a pack orientation, okay? And we call these guys, um, we got a couple names for them. One is, is the Gorge Runners, um, and the story behind that is that there were a bunch of guys um, a few years ago within Metro who decided they wanted to go run Linville Gorge. Um, and uh, one of the guys put the idea out there, and there was a group of guys who said, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, no matter what, I'm in, I don't care. And, and we started trying, and they wanted to do it as an official F3 event. And we started asking them questions about 
okay, you're going to take 50 F3 guys into the Linville Gorge to run the, you know, the length of the gorge up and down. What are you going to do if somebody gets hurt? Oh, we'll figure it out. Okay, are you going to get a permit from the Forest Service? You know, they've got some rules about that. Ah, we'll figure it out. Um, they, but there were guys who were really fired up to do that. And, and so for these guys, the motto is, you know, you propose something and they're like, I'm in. And, and you say, but you don't even know what we're doing yet. I don't care. I'm in. I'll do it. You know, propose anything, and they're in. We used to joke. We call them I-277 guys. There's a um, a little loop interstate that goes around downtown Charlotte called 277 that basically is, you know, that that's, defines downtown. And, uh, and Jim Koch at once joked that we've got some guys who, if you said, hey, I'm going to go run a 5K on, on Interstate 277 at 7 o'clock in the morning, guys would be like, I'm in. I'm there. Okay, well, are you worried about getting hit by a car? I don't care. I'll do it. I'm up for it. So these are the guys who are motivated by being a part of the group, and they want to go out there and do crazy stuff and climb mountains and go down into gorges, and they're not – they're just all about doing that stuff in a group. So write down a couple names of guys that kind of fit that description. Whoever is on the phone from Columbia, Chaser might be a good example of that. So um, – so let's go down uh, to the lower left quadrant. So these are the guys who are a little bit softer, and they're more pack-oriented. And these guys are, I call them happy clowns, all right? And their motto is, no man left behind, okay? And these guys actually can, can occupy a pretty wide range of, of the hard to soft spectrum. They're, they're not necessarily super soft, but these are the guys for whom the group is the most important part of F3, and the no man left behind is absolutely the most important value. So they're less worried about, you know, did I get completely smoked today? Did I completely destroy everybody? They want to make sure that no man was left behind, every guy, every guy got a good workout, and that they picked, maybe they, maybe they picked up a couple of sad clowns along the way. Okay, these these tend to be guys who are, um, they're, they're pretty happy to be in F3 and to have found a group to be a part of. All right, um, so that's that's your happy clown group, and then the final block is the the soft lone wolves, and that at the far far corner of that, in the in the bottom right of the graph would be your true sad clowns, right? If you're really soft and you're a total lone wolf, you're probably not going to post to F3 at all. Those are the guys we're, we're trying to reach um, and bring into F3. Um, but I would also argue, and I, I can think of some examples within Metro, there are guys who I would call kind of soft rogues. They don't really have a rallying cry, but those are the guys who tend to they come to the workouts. They like being part of the group. It's fine, but they, they'll kind of show up, and maybe they'll disappear for a few weeks or even a few months, and then they'll pop back up and come in, and they're glad to be there. But it's not, it's not defining their lives, um, and it's not, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're a little bit detached in, uh, in, in their involvement. Um, they're, they're maybe not, so they like F3. They're happy to have it in their lives, but they're not, you know, kind of your super hardcore Kool-Aid drinkers. Um, so those guys would be kind of toward toward the middle, toward where the axes meet, because they're they're part of F3, but they're not. Um, they're, they're just not super super involved, and they got that little that little sense of, of detachment. Okay. So 
I plotted this out um, probably two, three years ago, and it gave me some insight into some of the dynamics we were seeing within Metro and how some of the subcultures had developed, how we developed this subculture of bat flippers who just like kind of trash talking everybody um, and had even kind of broken off and developed their own workouts. And we had workouts that were populated almost entirely by by the happy clown folks um, that the, the the bat flippers would not deign to attend. Um, and And that was fine, that each of those guys had found their home. But... What it told me was that as leaders, we had a responsibility, and that responsibility consisted of where those two axes meet. So think that you're, think about this graph that you're looking down from above on a giant tent, and where those two axes meet is the tent pole, like one of those old-fashioned circus tents where they had a giant center pole in the middle of the thing that held the whole thing up, all right? And the vision for F3 from the very beginning, from, from day one, when, when Dredd and I started on January 1st, 2011, has been to get F3 in front of as many men as possible. So what I realized in doing this was that our role as leaders needs to be in holding up that tent pole where those two axes meet and keeping that tent pole steady so that each of those groups can pull at the corners of the tent and keep the tent over as many men as possible, okay? Because if you think about failed organizations or failed infrastructures or whatever, it happens when leaders fail to unite around a common tent pole, okay? So as a leader, I may have a personal orientation. I may be a little bit more pack-oriented, and maybe a, I'm, I'm probably my personal uh, orientation is probably toward the pack side. I'm actually pretty close to the center, but I take take Dread as a good example. Dread's natural orientation is to be a bat flipper. He's going to go as hard as possible. Um, he can tend to be kind of a lone wolf. Um, he can be oriented in that direction, but his call and my call, if I'm going to be more oriented toward the pack, is we have to occupy the center. Um, and keep that tent pole up and not get pulled in one direction or another. And I would argue that the same obligation is on every one of you as well. Um, look around within your regions and think about how people sort out, but ultimately your responsibility is to stand in the middle and hold up that tent pole so that each of those groups can pull on the on, on the tent in their direction, but it won't topple over. Because if, if, the bat, if you give the bat, bat flippers control, they're going to pull it over in their direction, right? And, and the F3 is going to work really well for the bat flippers, but the tent's going to get pulled over, and all of a sudden your happy clowns are going to be outside of the tent. Same thing with the gorge runners. Um, it, they're going to pull the tent over in their direction, and all of a sudden we got a bunch of other guys who are no longer part of the tent. So... Um, when I start thinking about analogies for this, and I, I spent a lot of time kind of thinking about it, um, if, if you want, you know, the, the near at hand would be kind of what happened to the Republican Party last year during the election, right? Um, the Republican Party used to cluster around a tentpole of certain established values. Maybe that had shifted over the years, but Trump basically just came in and, and, and swept swept the tentpole away entirely and built a whole new party around himself at the tentpole, right? Right. 
and people had to decide whether they wanted to be part of that or not. The, the Episcopal Church, which I've been a part of for many years, is a good example of I'm not sure that people know where the tent pole is in the Episcopal Church. Um, and as a result, they, it tries to be a big tent organization, but a lot of people are sort of unclear what the central values are. So the central values for F3, where these two axes meet, are around the five core principles, that F3 is free, it's open to all men, um, it's held outdoors, rain or shine, at a publicly accessible location, it's led on a rotating basis by men for whom no training or certification is required, and it ends with a circle of trust. Okay, those are the five core principles. We all that's that is our tent pole. That is how we work, and our goal is to make F3 available to as many men as possible. Which is why we need to sort of strengthen that pole and hold it up in the center. It's one of the reasons why we take why we're so careful to define faith the way we do, um, as you know we're open to men of all faiths and no faith, and we don't define. F3 as being around any one specific faith or denomination because we don't want to get into arguments about where that tent pole should be. We want we want the tent to cover as many men as are willing to come under it, right? Um, it's one of the reasons why we also try to take – so if you think about it, there are – you know, several things that will divide people quicker than anything else. Faith might be one of them. Politics is another one. Uh, money can be another one. You know, it's basically the things that your uh, your mother taught you uh, never to talk about at, uh, at the Thanksgiving table. Well, we take money off the table because it's free, right? We try to take religion off the table because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be about faith, but we're gonna, not going to tell anybody what their faith has to be. And then uh, we try to keep politics out of it, and uh, and we try to keep it. Um, that's why we we you know, we very much have worked very hard to keep F3 as sort of a, a politics-free zone because I want we want as many guys under that tent as possible. So the reason I tell you all this, and the reason I want to lay this out for you and give you a chance to kind of look at it and think about it and think about how it applies within your region, is that the call to you and to the men with whom you surround yourselves. Um, in leadership positions in your region is that you all must be able to operate at the center of the, at, on the center tent pole. Um, if you, uh, if you give control of your region in some way or another to a bat flipper or a gorge runner who pulls the tent over, you're going to lose some of your people. So it's a useful framework for thinking about how do we define the people that we want to lock shields with and what are we locking shields Around and it's got to be that center tent pole. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up there because um, well, I think I sort of explained it and, and let let C-SPAN yeah. ask any questions that have occurred to him yeah. or or have yeah, him yeah. open it up. Yeah, and let me let me just start. But first off, thank you because that was that was exactly what I was looking for in that explanation. The couple of questions that I would uh, you you kind of brushed across. I want to make sure that uh, if anybody has any additional questions, we can go on them. But the one thing is. As you look at your group and you look at your region, OBT kind of dressed it up, but you should be looking down on top of that and looking at your schedule, both your first, your second, and your third F schedule, and it should match. So you get you're getting pull on all on all four corners or all you know basically three corners no matter what. But you should be bringing up men from that sad clown corner in. So your schedule should reflect the men that you already have, right? So you should not have a schedule that is. If you have a bunch of happy clowns and you've got a bat flipper schedule, you're going to automatically lose people. 
you're on you're on the <laughs> the 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 faucet is not going to, you know, you're not going to continue to attract men if you've got the wrong, if your schedule's built the wrong way. So that's that's the other piece of reflection as we're as we're doing this. Um, the next one, is, and OBD kind of talked about it. The men you surround yourself with, if you've got a, a region that's built um, of happy of happy clowns, that's great. But you probably need to find some bat flippers to associate yourself with to start bringing balance to your group to get to pull your group closer to the center. And OBT, if you want to kind of talk about, I don't know if you can give some examples of bat flippers automatically always end up as first uh, first F guys. Those gorge runners are kind of all second F. And the happy clowns, that you, I don't know where you want to call them. Are those second F guys? Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the number one value, the highest value to them in F3 is that second F, is that fellowship. And I, I can think of some guys in Charlotte um, who have come into F3, and I think – it's probably they 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 might have played sports when they were young, but maybe they didn't in in high school or college, or or even if they like they they are so excited to have found F3 because it's the first time they've had a close group of of male friends, maybe in their entire life, but but potentially you know since since high school or college, and they are just so excited to have some dudes to hang out with, and it's it's really cool to watch, and it's really transformational for these guys, and for them. The the fitness is almost secondary to the opportunity to get together and act like an idiot with a bunch of guys for a couple a couple hours a week, right? Um, so those guys, I mean, for them, that second F is the number one value. And um, but what you end up with is um, what the, this is probably the best motto for the tent pole. Is Dread came up with this, and I, I quoted it a couple of times, uh, including on a podcast that we did together. But it's basically, we're not going to leave any man behind, but we're also not going to leave you where we found you, right? So we're gonna we're gonna push you. We're gonna welcome you in, even if you're you know 100 pounds overweight and you got to walk half the workout and you got to modify and skip a lot of the exercises. That's fine. We want you here, brother. But we're also not going to slow down so much that we meet you where you are. We're going to pull. We're going to try to pull you up to be with us. So, if you want a single metaphor for what the tent pole is about, it's that it's that notion of we leave no man behind, but we're also not going to leave you where we found you. So, if you're a happy clown and you're just here for the fellowship, that's great. But we're gonna we're gonna make you a little tougher along the way as well. Well, and we've got uh, we've got a. Uh, probably time for a question or two. Does anybody have any? Uh, any anybody have a question they'd like to ask OBT? All right. I scared, I scared him again, C-SPAN. Come on. I, it's, it's okay. You know, and I, I'm going to tell you, I still enjoy, I enjoy your speech. That was a great one because that's, <laughs> uh, you know, at the uh, end of Q4, we did some, we did, we did a question sheet of kind of like take a reflection of your of your group. This here, I think, is a better visual than than the the list of questions I went through. I think this is a good visual because as you as you look down from the drone view on that box, hopefully each each Nantan or each you know each person that's on the call took some time and scribbled out some some names in each corner because those men are brought to you for a reason, and you should use their talents to make sure there's tension on that corner. Um, you know, your gorge runners, you better be encouraging them just as much as you're encouraging the bat flippers or the happy clowns because the happy clowns yep. are great guys, and they will do, they'll do a lot of fun stuff, and they'll keep people engaged, and they'll, 
I always say the happy clowns are, it's so much easier for somebody to go from sad clown to happy clown. That's the easiest transition. For, to go from sad clown to gorge runner or sad clown to bat flipper is almost impossible. So your happy clowns have to, you know, they need to have a place in your organization also. So. Hey, hey guys, let me just, just see if I can spur a little conversation just by asking one question. Is there anybody who couldn't, who, who's got a region as you were thinking about those boxes where you couldn't think of anybody to put in, in that box? Is there anybody out there who doesn't, ha- doesn't think they have any bat flippers? We could probably use a few bat flippers in Metro. Metro Charlotte? It's fish wrap. <laughs> hey, fish wrap. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We do need a few more of those guys. Can you? Because you know, I, I think uh, maybe maybe see if uh, if Cindy can can help recruit some more guys. All right. Hey, uh, hey, hey fish wrap. Fish wrap. Can you think of any happy clowns? Uh, you, you know, Metro. The dynamic is, you know, I think we're living in the top. I'd say for the majority. And again, I think we're segregated. We have kind of dedicated workouts. Yeah. Uh, right. That have kind of. You know, it's kind of created that where you have a, a good, strong bat flipper workout um, or, you know, you, you have the pack. And so we we have, over time, guys kind of know where to post, you know. Um, if they've been posting for a while, you know, sometimes they have to redirect. But, you know, we definitely have those uh, super challenging, you know, it's going to bring out all the bat flippers, right, um, and that's on their rotation, and then we have, you know, I, I think we have a great many, you know, happy clowns. Uh, I could certainly rattle off um, a yeah. good bit. But I think we're living in the top uh, the top two quadrants, um, certainly my experience. But you get, I guess, on the on the fringe a little bit. But, you know, uh, the core of our workouts, I think, are, are penetrated most by those, those top two uh, quadrants. Yeah. Would you agree with me, Rap Rap knows this, but uh, I gave him a hard time. Uh, he brought um, he brought an FNG who was literally just off the couch um, to probably the most bat flipperish workout of all in Metro. Uh, I guess about ten days ago now, Rap. And uh, since since I'm at the back of that workout anyway, um, I, I I kept the guy company. But it was uh, it was pretty funny watching uh, watching this FNG uh, try to keep up at, uh, at at probably the most intense workout in uh, in Metro. And I'll. And I'll share a little bit on that, and you guys, that you also have your own uh, personal experiences, but, you know, this um, this guy had reached out, um, you know, and the last thing you want to do is discourage someone, you know, that guy saying, you know what, because he, he said, this is the, the workout I want to go to. It was just uh, logistically, it just made sense for him, right? Um, yeah. And so I didn't want to turn him off because, for all I know, that, you know, foul ball is going to show up, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone. And at the same time, yeah, he absolutely was at the wrong workout. And that's unfortunate. And I did some follow-up. <laughs> I don't think I shared this with you, OBT, but I've done some follow-up with him. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break from Ranger uh, for a little while and like, spend some time spend some time with Freeloader over in uh, Midwood on Saturday. You know, he just kind of these other, you know, workouts that are more introductory, um, FNG-friendly um, by nature. Uh, but, you know, I, I think over time, you know, yeah, we definitely try to do that. But, um, you know, if you want to go and, and bat flip, you definitely have your, your workouts that you say, I can go there. I can go there. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, and knock it out of the park. Do whatever you want. Um, uh, yeah. Design a workout as tough as you want. And, and those guys absolutely love it. Yeah. But then, yeah, you got to kind of know how to, you know, Prometheus, Ranger, uh, P2W, again, just to name a few of those that are, you know, kind of call out the – got to wear your big boy – Big boy bridges for those. 
Yeah, but I, I think, Rap, I think the one thing that you guys have done is you have a schedule where your your schedule encourages that bat flip, but you guys also have the Gord Runners and you also have the Happy Clown. Those They know where to go post. Yep. And I, and, I, and that's the skill set that I, you know, everybody on the call needs to understand. Part of being an Antan is you've got to be able to balance that schedule out so, you, so every single box of men have some place to post to where they feel welcome and they feel that they're at home. Yeah, and, and I think absolutely no credit for that. I think that, you know, Metro's been around, you know, you're in what, year six, seven? Um, so it's, yep. it's fairly well defined. You know, we add on workouts for very specific reasons sometimes, you know, um, for, that very, for that very reason, um, just as I'm sure all of you do. Um, you know where your weaknesses are. Um, you know those holes to fill, and sometimes, you know, it just obviously requires time to identify those. Uh, those things, um, and Metro just may have uh, an advantage simply for having uh, been here the longest. Who, who was was there somebody else from one of the other regions that had a question? I, I think I heard somebody else jumping in at one point. OBT, this is Bono from ENC. I was just saying the comment you said about uh, leaving no man behind, but we're also not going to leave you where you where we left you. Um, oh, our Clydesdales. Yeah. Our Clydesdales right now are one thing that we're just talking a lot about, about the guys who, you know, don't do full reps, the guys who aren't really pushing themselves, the guys who are almost complacent, and how do we invigorate those AOs as well? It's something that we're just having conversations about so that we can, again, create some balance so we keep pushing guys forward and don't create a comfort zone where they just go and hang out kind of thing. So we keep them moving, I guess, is the yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna hear us talk about this when we're down for uh, for Grow Rock next week. But the the danger that new regions run into um, is, and, and you guys are, are grappling with this a little bit, is is the pizza party problem, right? I mean, the guys find each other and they find a comfort level and they just want to kind of sit around in a in a circle and pat each other on the back. Oh, isn't it great that we found each other? Isn't it great that we're out here doing this? And that's that's where you gotta. And so, I mean, my my motto is kind of no, no pizza parties, right? You gotta always be pushing guys a little bit harder, and and that can become a challenge. Is you don't you don't ever want you know, if, if you've got a quote-unquote softer workout or a softer option, um, you don't that, want that to become a place for guys to go hide out. So you got to find the right guys to lead that and who are willing to kind of push guys in a way that, you know, to, to, to the point, leaves nobody behind but also doesn't leave them where, where they are. 